Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Bill will not be present for Vikings Keys, which I can't believe. Hmm. It's Golgut and Declan uh, Goff. Action movie rewind. Phil will be present for because we taped it a couple days ago. Dirty Harry is the film. You shot me. You shot me, Declan. You can't shoot me. I have rights. How dare you shoot me? Uh, so it is <laughs> going to be Zolgad and uh, Declan Goff. We will wrap with Royce. He also, um, Phil will not be there for that. So the magic of being able to put together a show right. continues to show itself. Okay. Um, before we get to keys, Declan Goff, mm-hmm. I know that there, there was adversity because uh, a strength and conditioning coach passed away. So their week was obviously very tough. Sure. Um. But that being said, can you explain to me, I need help, a lot of help. Can you explain to me how the team that we saw on Sunday beat the Vikings um, was the same team that took the field at home, by the way, against Washington's football team on Thursday? Because I'm having trouble processing. Either the Vikings are really, really just bad, and I need to accept it, yep. or um, that is a that is a four day fluctuation that I guess I don't understand. I mean, I love Alex Smith's story. I think it's an awesome story that he's able to come back, and and now he's the starting quarterback of Washington, and I've I've always had a soft spot for him. But for Dallas to completely lay an egg, and look, Dallas isn't a, a good football team by any means. I think we all can agree on that, but. I have no idea how the hell then the Vikings lost the game. I mean, I mean, the, the Cowboys defense is atrociously bad. That's a given. Um, the Vikings put up 20, what, 28 points against them as well uh, on Sunday. Washington puts up 41 on Thanksgiving night. <sighs> I, I, it, it's definitely going to be one of the more frustrating ones. I would say, you know, it, it makes, you know, I know the Falcons loss was a dud, but I think now this Cowboys loss stings even more because you definitely should have beaten this team like 100%. And, Look, Dak Prescott's out. Ezekiel Elliott looks like a mess, by the way, right now. I mean, his only good game of this year has really been against the Vikings, which was on Sunday. And I know a lot of fantasy football owners are upset about that. Of course, you and I are smart individuals who no longer play fantasy football, so we know how to how that works. However, mm-hmm. um, the fact that Alex Smith and basically a, a running backs by committee in Washington just ran all over Dallas, ugh, it makes it makes the loss thing even more from Sunday. I do think that we might just have to accept to the fact that the Vikings defensively, like Chicago can't play offense. They can't function. They can't run, and their QB um, is not good. They -hmm. just can't play. Green Bay, it was a howling wind in Green Bay, right? Yeah. Um, And Detroit, we saw Detroit. They they literally don't care. (laughs) Um, I think we might just need to accept the fact that the Vikings – defense sort of caught a break for three games and just really does right now um, at key positions because they've certainly got some talent, uh, but at key positions, they either just don't have the necessary experience to be successful or that interior of the defensive line just flat out stinks. But yeah. And, and by the way, that is, 
that might be the worst day of Thanksgiving football <laughs> as a whole that I've ever seen. I mean, that Lions-Texans game, the Lions, how Matt, does Matt Patricia, as we record this at 1036 on Friday, Central um, Standard Time, does Matt Patricia still have a job? He shockingly does. I, I mean, yeah. the, the only thing I can, so I tweeted this. I, I think I've, I think I might have figured out what's going on here. Gaze is still employed. Patricia is still employed. Um, I think teams might be smart enough to know that if the players are going to quit on their coach, allow them to and take the draft pick. Because Houston fired O'Brien, but O'Brien also was GM and was like yeah. actively poisoning the entire well. <laughs> so I think that he had to go. I think if Bill O'Brien had just been coach, you, you might have ridden out the storm and been like, hell yeah, we'll take these L's. Right. Uh, but the only thing I can figure now is we are to a point where teams are saying, you know what? They quit on Patricia a month ago, but mm-hmm. let them. That's fine. Right. Because that was pathetic. Yeah, it, it was absolutely awful. And, you know, I, I thought Nagy was going to be out of a job before Patricia. But now that pendulum, I feel like, is swimming, swinging right back towards Patricia. But I, you never know. I mean, what, what was the guy like 13 and like I think 28 as a head coach? I think they saw the graphic yesterday. Jim Caldwell is headed to the Hall of Fame. Who, by the way, I advocated firing because I thought they could take the next step. Jim yeah. Caldwell should go into Canton tomorrow if Matt Patricia is going to stay there. And, and I do think, to your point, I think the Lions and Bears might, right after the season gets done, I think they both might fire their GM and coach. They should. Because the Trubisky thing you can't get past. Correct. Like, that's the ultimate sin. Yeah. And, and then I think it's Bob Quinn in Detroit with Patricia. Um, mm-hmm. That's just a mess, too. So I think we might have... of the division actually fire their head executive as far as the GM goes job and coach. So are you ready for it? I am. And pending an absolute, absolute collapse. I mean, Spielman and Zimmer are are safe. I mean, I I feel Mm. like they're, they're safe. They ain't going to be fired. They're not, they are not that three game win streak. Right. um, I, I didn't think that they were going to get fired before that, but they're definitely not now. And look, 2021 now becomes imperative to be successful. But um, the one thing about firing people, I will say, during a pandemic is how many people do you want to continue paying while having to pay entire right. new staffs? Now, now Chicago and Detroit are messes, so I mm-hmm. can actually sort of see that. The Vikings are not. The Vikings will not make any significant change. The, I, In fact, you know what? For next Wednesday, write this down. The Vikings' <laughs> most significant change will be um, a new special team's coach in 2021 because i'm confident that poor old marwin maloof will be gone but that's going to be the most that's probably going to be the bit the biggest change because i think the gm and coach to you what you're saying are completely safe keys let's do it we're going acapella because we don't have our bells and whistles right now no we don't logan and i uh being at home and having a few too many uh adult beverages last night i don't know i don't know how many you had judd i don't know if you paced yourself actually i did a pretty good job I did I have a nap. I paced myself well last night. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I had a nap between at about seven to eight o'clock. That really, really nice. helped. And then, well, I and can't then, drink. Um, I can't drink that much on a day. I'm going to eat that much. Oh well, like, yeah. I can't I, do both. Can you? I I, I know I, I made made the point and, and Phil made it too on Wednesday. I can, I can put back the food and despite I, I won't show for it. I can I can safely say my stomach was at max capacity by about six o'clock between. The the uh, the two servings of uh, of turkey. I had a whole thing of stuffing's my all time favorite. So I even had like a whole side dish just to myself. Um, two pieces of apple pie. I mean, I, I had a hard cider that that was spiked. It, there was a lot going on, Judd, uh, and a couple Stellas that were put back. It was 
my my bloating and stomach was at max capacity for a guy of my stature and size. So it was it was tough, but I See, tuckered I, 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 I tuckered through it. I drank three or four beers during the early football game, but then mm-hmm. we ate. And then once I eat, I can't go back to the beer. I I, I can't go back. Oh, and interesting. Forth, but then I, I'm too full. See, because then it absorbs the alcohol. In my opinion, I thought it would be the opposite effect for you. No, because there's no, there's not enough room because beer is filling Fill, enough where I can't I can't do okay. both. But uh, <laughs> oh man. The wife and I and Stella, that was it here. And Don, <laughs> and Don has cooked enough. We have we have enough to last us for like two weeks now. So love it. it was ridiculously good. Ridiculously. All right, Keys. I love Key the, number one. I, I love the props. Okay, I'm going to go. I've got four Keys, and Keys is going to go backwards four to one, as he ordinarily does, because he's convinced that he crescendos with the right. most important key, and then he's going to get paid more, which I keep telling him, you're right. not. It's a pandemic. You're not going to get a raise. Keys, right. just calm the bleep down. Is he right. a millennial like me? Is, is he? Does he think he's worth more than he actually is, or is he? Is he up there in age? You know? No, he's um he's between us. He's okay. He's uh, between us. Keys is, it. It, I don't. Want to reveal his exact age, but Keith okay. is in his forties, okay. so he's right between us. But he is a bitter forty. Uh, I think he's forty three. He's okay. a bitter forty three. He is not happy with life. And I mean, I keep telling him, Keith. Okay, so key number four to a Vikings victory over the Carolina Panthers on Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. Healthy choice. We've got we've got two problems. Declan Goff going into mm-hmm. this game. We've got two problems. Number one, does Adam Thielen have COVID-19 or is he just on the list because he got exposed? Because if, I believe it's four or five days of, conse- of consecutive past tests if you've just been exposed means that he could be cleared and he could play and then it's fine. But right. if he's got COVID, he's not playing. And we don't know and the league is not and teams are not required to tell us. So if you go from... Thielen, Jefferson, Cook, I mean, you know, there are certainly some components there uh, that make the Vikings dangerous offensively to, let's say, Jefferson, Cook, Cousins. Irv Smith is hurt, too. I think he's got now a groin and a back, and he actually was limited on practice on Wednesday and didn't practice on Thursday. And then the other one that's an absolute key, and this is where the game, if all of this goes wrong, the game could definitely um, become much dicier is Harrison Smith showed up with a neck injury on Wednesday. He did not practice. He was limited in practice on Thursday, which is good news. But to go back to what we've always talked about, when it comes to a neck, like you're not like, oh, it's just a tweak neck. No big deal. So unless he unless he slept wrong, which I severely doubt, mm-hmm. um, you've got Thielen on the COVID list right now. You've got Smith with a neck problem that i'm guessing he'll try and play through but there's a chance he can't uh irv smith so if you all all of a sudden take let's say two of those three or all three of those guys out declan goff this becomes a much dicier game so key four is the healthy choice of the vikings love it key number three Key number three for the vikings pivoting um solely to the defensive side of the football Okay. Bad run, as in bad run defense. Now, you do catch a break on key three. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, who yeah. has a shoulder problem, is not going to play. So right. he, he's been declared basically out. So that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but this run d- defense against Dallas got absolutely gashed. And the stat I looked up yesterday is 
is in seven of the 10 games that the Vikings have played now, mm-hmm. in seven of those 10 games, the opponents have rushed for 100 or more yards. That's not Viking-like. That, that's a problem. Oh. Dallas had a huge game, as you talked about, Declan, with Zeke on Sunday. And so despite the fact that Carolina won't have McCaffrey, I think there's a real question about how exposed and exploited this Vikings run defense can be. And when you've got seven of 10 games, that's not like a bad day. Right. That's a bad run defense, <laughs> which for Zim is uh, not the norm. But uh, that is key three is is if you can't stop the run like you didn't on Sunday, you're probably in huge, huge trouble. All right. Key number two, a diet of Dalvin. <laughs> Okay, this is actually a key that I find to be so. This is a, a key to win is Dalvin. Okay, because right. he obviously carries the ball a ton and he's very good. Mm-hmm. But this is a key that also intrigues me. The Vikings are now four and six, correct? Yes. So my question, and I'll give you some stats here. My question becomes: At what point in time, if you are the Vikings, do you make a conscious decision internally to peel back on how much he's being used, based on the fact that you know you're four and six? So let's say you mm-hmm. go to four and seven or heck five and six. You're really not a playoff type team. Like you're sort of in the race loosely, but my point is you're, you're firing the Dalvin bullet every week, all the time. Um, I want to give you the Dalvin cook um, stats, touches and carries. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rushing attempts pre and post bye week, because okay. this, this is, this tells you a ton about what the complete, formula now is to win and I guess my question is do you continue this even if it looks like your playoff chances uh, are basically gone okay five games pre-bye week Dalvin Cook 18.4 carries rushing attempts per game 20.8 touches that's a lot that's a lot that's That's five games yeah four games post by so he he gets hurt and uh, sits out the second half against Seattle he yeah. then d- doesn't play against in that loss to the Falcons. And right. then there, there have been four. So he sits out the Falcons game, the bye week. He comes back for the Green Bay game in the first week after the bye. Mm-hmm. Since then, the rushing attempts for Dalvin Cook have gone from 18.4 to 27.3 per game. Per game. Mm-hmm. The touches have gone from 20.8 to, in the last four games, he is averaging 30.5 touches per game. Okay, so I get the fact that he's incredibly important. I get yeah. the fact that he is a a Pro Bowl um, MVP candidate type of player. Yeah. But my question becomes, do we continue continue to see a steady diet of Dalvin? Because he definitely can help you win. But is shooting the Dalvin bullets all the time right now in 2020, when you clearly would like them to be around for a little mm-hmm. while, 21, 22? Is that the smart move? And, and this is not to sound facetious or anything, but it, it, it the reason they go so heavy on Dalvin is because they have to because they don't trust the quarterback to throw thirty times a game, Judd. I mean, I mean, I, I know that's a no duh situation. We, we've seen how the season has been playing out now for ten weeks, but they don't trust the quarterback to carry them. So that means that you have to give the running back thirty three touches a game. Because if everything flows through him, and, and I've been an adamant proponent of Dalvin Cook, I think I've even defended him maybe even more, and, and his usage and his touches and his contract maybe even more than you and Mackie and Judd have. Um, but at the same time, 
when you get down in the game and it's late in the game and you can no longer run the football and you have to trust the quarterback, it's the quarterback's job to make the comeback happen. They don't know what to do. So that's why they have to build up these touches for Dalvin because they have no other way to function on offense. I don't agree that it's not the best plan because you're seeing this league become a pass-heavy heavy team and you have a see, see a team like the Chiefs who have one, the best quarterback maybe of our generation with holes all over the team. But guess what? They trust their quarterback every single time to go out there and make a big play. And their running and their running game is basically non-existent. You know, it, it, it's, it's amazing watching the Vikings basically play 2002 football in 2020. Yeah, and the question becomes then, though, do, do you at some point in time internally, and this goes above Mike, have to accept your fate? And look, you could say we will continue to run, but Cook's touches are going to go from, from again, 30.5, let's just say down to 20. M- Madison could be used more. Like yeah. you could very easily accept your fate. Sure. And, 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 Here's the thing, too, and this might actually be the smartest thing. Put the ball back in Kirk's hands. Put the ball back in Kirk's hands. Now, the problem with that is as the pressure goes down because the year becomes potentially more and more hopeless, Mm -hmm. that the ball being back in Kirk's hands, Kirk will do great things because when the pressure's off, Kirk's great. Um, But you are – you right now – look, the the thing that I will say – for Peterson in his prime and his career, he is a freak of nature that he's still playing now. Dalvin yeah. Cook at, at AP's age will not be playing. Mm-hmm. Um, the ordinary the ordinary cycle of a running back's life who's doing what Cook is doing is by the time that he is Peterson's age, he is hurting, he is on a couch, he is retired, okay? So I guess my question is, do you go to Mike and say, Mike, we signed Dalvin to a contract to help us when we're good. Right now, we're not good. And you are literally going into every game um, costing him time off his career, which he's doing. And if we get this down to 15 to 20 touches per game, um, and you know what? Put the ball in Kirk's hands. At this point in time, too, we're getting very close to a Who cares? Yeah. Like, what are you really – Oh boy, if we don't win that game against Jacksonville or we don't win that game, okay, what? What's going to happen? You're going to miss the playoffs. And look, the other thing too is, and this would be a very compelling case to make to Mike. Mike, your defense stinks. Your whole existence is built off that side of the football. Mm -hmm. So you're telling me that you're going to make Dalvin Cook pay the price when that side of the ball, which is how you see life, like you see it through the prism of defense, Yep. When that side stinks and has no chance in a playoff game, they would get roasted by a decent team. Absolutely yes. roasted. You're telling me that you're going to use up a very talented offensive player to make what point? Like, what are you doing? It's not smart. No, it's not. So, but for a win, a diet of Dalvin. All right. This is going to hurt you. Oh, boy. I'm, I got to do it. Don't you dare. I got to do it. Don't you dare. Got to do it. I know key, what you're doing. Key number one. Let, let's hear the key. Take my coffee here oh too. My this God. Is, I like. This I, I know exactly where you the, you tease it, and I know exactly where you're going. I already know it. I know sports, Dad. In Mister Miyagi fashion, pass on, pass off. <laughs> Student versus teacher. <laughs> Student versus teacher. Teddy Bridgewater returns on Sunday to play against the coach who loved him, Mike Zimmer. 
and the Vikings. Now, the Panthers aren't good, but here's the thing I like about Teddy, and I, and I do think, and I do think that there is real potential here. I looked this up yesterday too. Teddy's contract, okay? Mm-hmm. I love his contract. Yeah, three contract. years, sixty-three mil, guaranteed eight mil, eight mil in two thousand twenty. That's fine. Yeah, seventeen and twenty-one and twenty mil in two thousand twenty-two. But anyway, Declan, I just thought I would key one is pass on, pass off, student versus teacher. Here's my question to you. Who do you think Zim is going to be cheering for on Sunday? <laughs> and who are you going to be? Because I think it might be the same thing, and it might not be the home team. I know. Um, I, it's actually really funny because in our confidence concerns and curiosity, which is what we're going to do on Purple Daily uh, for Friday afternoon as well on your podcast feeds and on YouTube at youtube.com slash Purple Daily. Uh, my, my confidence is that I am in a no-lose situation, Judd Zolgab, when I watch this football game. I'm in a no-lose situation. I'm just going to give you a tease right there. Uh, I obviously I have made my if Mike Zimmer has made his feelings clear on Teddy Bridgewater, I have made mine even more clear on Teddy Bridgewater. Um, I, I want him to succeed. I think he is succeeding. He's on a bad path. Everyone knew this Panthers team wasn't going to be be world views, but I mean, they got up to a, a halfway decent start. I believe they were close to 500 about a month ago. Now they're three and seven. They're most likely going to probably be a five or six win football team at the max this year. Mm-hmm. But Teddy's doing everything that Teddy has always done before, which is make the right passes. He's a great leader. When McCaffrey went out, he galvanized the team. You know, like all He's those Teddy. things that we all heard about He's Teddy, Teddy it's baby. true. But when people see the, the the stat line, they only see 14 touchdowns or whatever the hell it is. It's just, oh, well, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't do anything sexy or blah, blah, blah. I want this guy to succeed, and I'm, I'm very excited to watch him either carve up the Vikings on, on Sunday, which I will be very ecstatic about. And if the Vikings win, it's also fine with me. It's gravy, dude. But you make a good point. I don't know who Zimmer will be rooting for. I think it's number five. Yeah, but I can't conf- I can't confirm it. I love I love how you Ted heads all are like I can't lose because if look if Teddy Bridgewater comes in here and plays a really solid, great game, potentially, you are going to be crying in front of your television. Yeah, wondering about what could have been. So don't give me this. I don't. You are going to be invested. No matter what, you're going to be invested. And if he comes in and he beats his former coach and his old team, you are going you are going to be so conflicted as to what <laughs> could have been. And and what makes it worse is the Ted heads clearly probably don't like Kirk that much. Mm-hmm. And so it's not like, well, you know, Teddy's playing great, but you got your QB too, or the Vikings do. No, 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 no. If Kirk throws a couple picks and Teddy throws a couple touchdowns and does and does the Teddy stuff where he gets them, you know, dink and dunk and the occasional deep pass. And the Carolina Panthers leave U.S. Bank Stadium with, let's say, a 27 to 14 win. You are going to be upset. You're going to be conflicted. And don't give me this. I don't care stuff. You are going to care. It's going to eat you up. And and because I tweeted this a couple of days back and. I don't think people got what I was trying to say, but I said on the Minnesota sports spectrum in the last, mm-hmm. let's say, 25 years of what could have been, where does this guy rank? And of exactly. course, I, I got back, well, Ortiz won World Series. No, that's not my point. Where could this have been? I mean, this was Zimmer's plan. Zimmer, yep. I don't I don't know how to say this clearly enough, Declan, but my personal opinion is Mike 
Zimmer hates quarterbacks. He tries to stop them. Yep. He sees he he sees evil. He sees evil at every turn because he says these guys are the ones who try and beat me, right? But Teddy was his guy. He loved him. He loved how he was wired. He loved how he played because he was low risk. Like all of the things that drove um some fans nuts are the things that the coach loved, which is he didn't really throw picks. Like he didn't throw for for the, the most part, he didn't make dumb plays. Like occasionally he did, but that's where that's where my whole thing is. You know, what happens if Teddy does not get hurt in 2016 when the team gets off to that great start? What happens in the, you know, potentially 13 and 3 season 2017? Um, do the Vikings have they made a Super Bowl appearance by now? we don't know. We'll never know any of that. And so that was my point about the the great question of if things had worked out as the organization planned, and plus guess what too in their minds they had found their quarterback like think about the conversations that we have about well his cousins but have keenum and then right and like all of the viking qbs they in their opinion right or wrong they had found their quarterback this was going to be their guy they were going to build the franchise around this guy the what could have been will always gnaw it will always gnaw at a certain faction like you a vikings fan he, you know, Zimmer is the, um, you know, the father of the girlfriend who hates all the boyfriends that she brings home. And then Teddy came along and he was like, oh, my God, this is the guy I like. I even like her more than my I like him more than my daughter. I think I want to have this as my own son. You know, like he, that is who he is. He hates quarterbacks. That's what he is. And if Teddy, I can't decide if I want Teddy to go and ball out and throw for like. That's I'm my good, point. I'm, see, admit it. You're conflicted see, as hell. See, see, see. I, see, I don't. I don't know. To get through to you. I don't know which one I want more. Do I want him to like throw up for like 400 yards and carve up the Vikings and it's like 35 to three? Or do I want the classic Teddy? You're down four points. There's a two minute drill. Can he lead the team down and, 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 and put a dagger in you for the last two minutes? I don't know which, which result Is I truly want more. Is this being invited to a, a, um, an ex-girlfriend's wedding who you loved? Yeah, but like... Yeah, it's it's close. It's close, but like usually, uh, it's it's very difficult. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of like the right parallel because like uh, usually if it's his ex girlfriend, like she probably broke your heart. Like you you did something wrong or she did something wrong. Where this one, it was like well, let's just say she said, you know what? Um, in 2016, she told you. Declan, I love you, but you know what? I'm just not prepared for this yet. Like, I'm just not, I can't yeah. do this yet. And yeah. she didn't do something wrong, but she right. just said, I need to be free. I want to be free. <laughs> and you're like, but I don't. And she's like, no, I'm sorry. I really am. But I just, it's, it's nothing to do. You've done nothing wrong. Yeah. And I, but I just need more life experience. Mm-hmm. And she found it and you still love her and she's happy and it's great to see, but now you're at her wedding. Yeah. Like, do you want to see, do you want to object? If anybody has any objections to the next Teddy Bridgewater pass, speak now or forever hold your peace. And Me. you're like, don't throw that ball for the Carolina Panthers, exactly. damn it. Exactly. It's tough, man. I, I, I can't wait to watch him play. I'm so, I'm so, so excited to watch him play. This month and every month throughout the year, discover Corona Hard Seltzer, the only hard seltzer made with pure beach vibes. With a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime. 
Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, and 90 calories and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.